a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Well, not so long ago. In fact, it's now. And this is filmed live in front of a YouTube audience. And even though we wish we were Jedis, we're actually just a bunch of nerds with some webcams and microphones. Every week, you get to witness the shenanigans of Chris. ATGN, bringing people together on the internet since 2012. Nake. So you're saying the balls are stuck to the roof of your mouth? There are balls stuck to the roof of my mouth right now. <laughs> and the Atahai. And this does include such a wonderful line as, I can't wait to pound that dick. As they are joined each week with a guest host. Raging erections. Yeah. MMOs are like a lifestyle. I'm... I'm happy. <laughs> Whether you're going up against the uh, the armies of the English cavalry or you're playing a board game with your girlfriend, a raging erection will definitely throw someone off their game. Making the supergroup known as all things good and nerdy. Welcome to our madness. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode, I think it is 57 of All Things Good and Nerdy. Those of you guys watching live might have noticed it's a slightly different crew today. But I also forgot to do my normal part of the intro. This episode was recorded live on Sunday, May 19th, 2013, because I like to toss that in there. I'm Chris Farrell. Joining me today, I have a crew of guest hosts, because as we know, Naki's up in Canada playing with the Canadians. And uh, Adahe, I believe, might be asleep because he generally works on Sundays, Sunday mornings, and is probably recovering. So he might pop in at some point. But joining us today, we have a, a friendly face we've seen before. We've got Kevin back with us today. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> and we've got some new friends with us today to help me have my West Virginia contingent here. We've got Greg and Leroy from Let Us Nerd. Hello. Hey. How's it going, guys? It's fantastic. Well, oh, happy you could join us today. Just for clarity's sake, I'm Greg. That's <laughs> yeah. We're sharing a computer. Sharing is caring. Well, fair enough. And as we generally let all of our first-time guest hosts do, now is your time to shamelessly self-promote if you guys want. Tell us more about Let Us nerd and your podcast and all that and tell us where we can find it yeah uh, let us nerd is a uh, was the brainchild of both of us uh, to where we thought we could make a website uh, with writers from not only West Virginia but from around the country we have a few writers right now from around the country we're still trying to grow um, basically to sit down and talk about things we like whether it be uh, gaming comic books movies TV whatever um, you can find that at lettucenerd.com. Um, and we also we also do the Lettuce Podcast, uh, which until last la- our last recording, I realized, is not necessarily the voice of Lettuce Nerd, but more so just us bullshitting and uh, just having a good time because we talked about porn the last time. Yeah. And I said, that's not really... No one writes about porn on our Specifically, site. Specifically, so. uh, Farrah Abraham of yeah. Team Mom. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so you can find that also at lettucenerd.com. Um, we have a, a toolbar at the top, and it'll say Let Us Podcast and Let Us Roll, which is our gaming podcast. Okay. Um, In which we just get drunk and play games. Yes. So, <laughs> no. so that's, yeah, that's Let Us Nerd. And you guys are on iTunes, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. So just search for them on Let Us Podcast on iTunes. That should run yep. find the feed. I think that's how I found your feed on my iPhone, because okay. trying to click on a feed button in a website on an iPhone, it doesn't like it sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we're on Twitter, you can see at the bottom. Right. There it is. That's us, <laughs> both of us together with the blog. And then me, I'm down there. Leroy's down there. And uh, you yeah. can find us on Facebook, facebook.com, slash Let Us Nerd. 
Well, great. Hopefully, some of the folks listening go and check it out. I've been I'm way behind on you guys' show, but I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Like, way behind, but oh, uh, we and joining us today in the chat room, we also have our one and only person right now is Anthony Bachman, who's a frequent guest host, and he's been putting some running commentary for us. And his comment was, "Hmm, so Leroy is Chris's long lost brother." <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, we look alike somewhat. <laughs> I missed you, bro. Sorry, sorry, it's been so long. <laughs> it's my brother. I never knew about. <laughs> If I cut the hair down, I think we could be three amigos. Yeah. It work well. That could be kind of scary, too. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, what do you say we roll into our news of the week? News team, assemble! Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. And I'll kick us off this time first, just because for shits and giggles I decided so. And uh, for those of you guys that are listening to the show or fans of the show, you guys know I've been a big fan of Spider-Man. I was a big fan of the Scarlet Spider, the original one. I'm less of a Spider-Man fan during the current Superior run, but I've ranted enough about that. But there is a rumor that has come out for the upcoming solicitations that Marvel put out that the return of Ben Riley might be happening in the upcoming Scarlet Spider books. Directly from their website, they say, uh, here's a direct quote from the solicitations upcoming. It says, looking even further down the line, the solicitation for Scarlet Spider number 21 promises that, quote, everything has changed for Kane, end quote, following the events of sibling rivalry, and that he's about to cross paths with none other than Ben Riley. Now, this could be a tease again, because Marvel loves to tease the fact that Ben Riley's coming back and then crush our hopes and dreams. They, they had that one cover for Amazing Spider-Man that had Ben Riley's hoodie on it that they lit on fire on the cover image, <laughs> just because everyone was hoping, oh, maybe that means Ben Riley's coming back. No, it, it's Marvel effing with us because they know that's a hot button topic. That the only good thing to come out of Clone Saga was Ben Riley. But hey, I'm hoping they bring Ben back. I don't know. What about you guys? Do you think it'd be good, or is it just a tease? I mean, I think it'd be good for sales. I don't know. Yeah. From a creative standpoint, there's always stories to tell. But uh, the one the one big thing about bringing comic characters back is that they always have to find... They always should find a credible way of bringing them back, and they don't always. I mean, there's hardly ever a credible way. Like, they kind of lucked into it in the Batman universe with the Lazarus pit, stuff like that. Right. But, um, I mean, how many, how many, like... Incredible scientific ways are there in the Marvel universe to bring somebody back to life that fit in with kind of this overarching, credible scientific way of, of people interacting and, and being in the. Well, see, the last few Marvel deaths they've done, they never actually died. We just thought they were dead. Like Johnny Storm didn't. Well, I guess he technically died and resurrected multiple times, but that was weak. <laughs> Captain America just got unstuck in time. Well, that happened. It yeah. happened to Batman, too, so it can happen to anyone, I guess. Yeah, yeah be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Time is a Yes. Well, that was all I really had for my news week. Who, who wants to go next? I'll Don't jump you. in mine. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, as I picked from the small list, but I'm going I'm to spread it out. I'm going I'm to talk about Nintendo. I like this already. <laughs> Nintendo. What, what are you doing, man? You used to be, you used to be so cool. <laughs> you, you used to do such nice things for such amazing people, and lately you've been kind of missing. 
that. Uh, one of the one of the big points news is, um, and I and I speak of this as a Wii U owner. So one of I'm, a select few. I'm, I'm basically a unicorn right now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I think EA has announced that uh, they've pretty much got no Wii U games in development. And uh, when you talk about the success of a console, that has to say a lot. <laughs> when the company that just likes to pump out games because money, and they won't <laughs> release, they don't, they don't have any plan for your console, that's not a good hint. Um, like I said, I speak of this as a Wii U owner. I avidly, avidly play Monster Hunter 3U, uh, 3 Ultimate on it. And, uh, I can see the poster play. behind you. Yeah, who? <laughs> Small head. Um, but and then and then the other the other bit of news that has to do with Nintendo and bad things for them, in my opinion at least, is uh, they recently announced that uh, basically uh, they're going to be taking the ad revenue of any um, YouTube videos that have like ten minutes or more of Nintendo created content on them. So things like Let's Play videos of Nintendo games, all of their ad revenue is going to Nintendo now. That's crazy. That sounds like something Microsoft would want to do. <laughs> exactly. Um, apparently, the, it, it's an offer put out by, uh, you know, Google slash YouTube, and, you know, some have refused to take it, and other, because, you know, something like those Let's Play videos is free marketing. Gallons and gallons of free marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And Nintendo instead is going to take the advertising money that these videos are going to be making, and uh, I assume that a lot of those, prof- a lot of professional YouTubers are going to be like, "Well, uh, so much for Nintendo-made games." I mean, and that seems like just a step back because wasn't it the PS4 was going to have built-in live stream capabilities, and the rumor <laughs> is that the Xbox is also so people can put their games on the web. I mean, it's free advertising. Yeah, you, but people are still able to put the games out. It's just like people who do the YouTubing and stuff are professional. Reasons, mm-hmm. you know, they make money behind it, which quite a few do, apparently. Exactly. And uh, those people are going to be a lot less motivated to do such for Nintendo because they're not going to be able to make their living off of it. Man, this yeah. just crushed my my son's dreams. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm going to make a living, be a professional Let's Player, make tons of money. Now I'm about to break it to him today. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> uh, you can still do it with Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I guess that's his luck game right now, safe. so yeah, he's, he's good. good for now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, going back to the whole EA point, I think one of the things that we should have seen the writing on the wall is last year, when they put Madden out, there was a study done, I think it was IGN, they went online during like the break between the afternoon football games to see how many people were online playing Madden on like the Xbox, the PS3, and the Wii U. There were like 215 people in-game on Wii U playing Madden. <laughs> There's thousands on the other systems, like hundreds of thousands, and there's like yeah. 215 on the Wii U. Yeah, I can't say the Wii U is a very good console in terms of timing and <laughs> everything, um, but hell, I, I played, I, I beat the $1 per hour entertainment cost with Monster <laughs> Hunter, so I'm okay, I'm, I'm at like 400 hours on Monster Hunter, so oh, wow. I've, beat, I've beaten the $1 per hour cost, so I'm good. <laughs> See, I think one of the biggest things this is going to hurt is you go and look at the fact that this takes another new story we'll touch on later, I'm sure, is that EA has the rights to all the Star Wars games. So you won't have a Star Wars game on the Wii U. Yep. And kids, are, they're trying to build Star Wars as, kid, as a kids movie, kids show again, like it, and it is. And if you don't put the games in the Wii U, which is arguably the system that's geared more towards 
the younger demographic than like the PS3, Xbox 360. You just that hurts. <laughs> On the other hand, though, Nintendo still has to actually make games for the Wii U. You know, they still have to put out things like a Zelda game and a Metroid game and Mario, and uh, apparently uh, they're going to be holding exclusivity for Sonic games right uh, this time around. I've been accused of being a Wii U hater and. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But if you're if you can't get the third party games on board, it's hard selling. I mean, they they said they had the third party folks on board, and they released a bunch of older games that were third party games, and then not much. So that kind of worries me. I don't want to see Nintendo die, contrary to popular belief that yeah. people on the internet think I hate them. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, previous Nintendo consoles always their best sellers have been Nintendo games anyway. So right. Maybe maybe they'll just barely pull through. Oh, and then on the other hand, too, the 3DS is doing exceptionally well. So that's true. <laughs> but the handheld market is going to be something that gets harder and harder as time goes on, and more and more people start using their tablet or cell phone for everything. Definitely true. I don't know. Do At least it's think, not the Virtual Boy. Go so ahead. Do you, do you think that um, they're maybe trying to play it, you know, with the whole Sonic franchise now because they've just announced that they're going to release a new Sonic game? Do you think they're trying to? Like, oh, well, you know, we have we had them, but now they aren't wanting to release any games for our system. We'll just release Sonic, and people love Sonic. People loved Sonic, I think, is the key. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get called a Sonic hater by the internet now, but when's the last time you played a good Sonic the Hedgehog game? I continue, I continue <laughs> to play Sonic Adventure 2 on every console that it comes out on, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I think also, Sonic they- Generations was really good. That's true. It's a it's a smart step for them to lock up Sega to the exclusivity contract, but at the same time, when was Sonic last culturally relevant? Sega Genesis days. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. I mean, and, and there's some irony in the fact that they, they're licensing the Sega game, and a lot of people are predicting the fact that Nintendo might become the next Sega and just start <laughs> developing games. And you got to admit, they're sitting on a buttload of money if they ever decide they wanted to, like, make a Zelda game for the PS3, or they want to make Zelda <laughs> ports for, like, iOS or Android. Can you imagine oh, how much uh, money they would rake in if they ported, like, A Link to the Past to your Android device? Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't even count that high. Yeah. They won't do it, I don't think, but it's a gold mine. I mean, because yeah. you can go look at all the third-party emulators, which may or may not be legal to play the ROMs, and those move really fast, and people are playing those all the time. On even on like their freaking PS Vita or PSPs and stuff like that. Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe that'll be like you know, the the swan song. Basically, that day you read the, the headline, it's like Legend of Zelda now available on your Android device. You're like, oh shit, it's all over now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I feel like that's how uh, Square Enix has been holding a float lately. Is re-releasing Final Fantasy games on various uh, devices. <laughs> yeah, because God knows their latest games are less than less than good. And they're god-awful expensive on the iPad. It's like 20 bucks to buy one of the old Final Fantasy games. And I know people buy them. <laughs> I bought one of them because I was weak. <laughs> uh, we missed a comment. That I forget. I keep forgetting that when we do a live stream, we're about two minutes ahead of what the chat room's seeing. So Anthony had put a comment back on the death of Ben Riley. He goes, uh, Ben Riley's death was well-written and powerful. He should only come back if it's done well like Colossus. I mean, Ben turned into dust and flew away. How do you get better from that? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. And we've got Naki joining us in the chat room, I think. <laughs> All right. Naki in disguise. It's not her normal handle, so I'm confused. Someone could just be messing with us. But if that's the real said, Naki, hello. She said she would jump in on Twitter. She did. 
But Naki will be back next week, I promise, guys. Yay. <laughs> it's because we were here. Yeah, it's like, oh, those guys. Yeah. Now, she's in Canada right now, so <laughs> on vacation. <laughs> it's Adahe that was like, oh, those guys, I'm not coming in, I bet. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, Chris has got the West Virginia side locked down this time. <laughs> <laughs> we outnumber the Chicago side this time. <laughs> I, told, I told Chris before, it was our goal to prove that not everybody here was hillbillies. Yeah. And we, we haven't done it Like, yet. honestly, that's one of those things with Let Us Nerd that we wanted to do, was yeah. be like, we have nerds here, let's bring them out. We aren't just hillbillies. Except it doesn't help that I'm barefoot and wearing camo underpants. Yeah, it's not helping. And drinking Jack Daniels. No. Well, the thing is, we, we can't see your camo underpants, yeah. so we'll just have to take you at your word, and that's not an invitation to show you, to show us them either. <laughs> Because YouTube might throw us off. Team <laughs> <laughs> two, they, they are camo speedos. By oh, the way. Yeah. Okay, so. even better. <laughs> if you guys excuse me, I need a couple minutes. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But it has been confirmed in the chat room. It is in fact Naki with the potato waist. The potato waist with the three, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so, hello, folks. Thanks for tuning in while you're on vacation. <laughs> Can't get enough. No. So, I'm going to toss it to you guys, Greg and Leroy. What do you guys got for us for News of the Week? Me? You Whichever one of you guys uh, want to. Uh, well, I, when I was looking through the list earlier, one caught my eye. And it was possibility of Scarlet Witch in the Avengers 2. Uh... That there was something when I, I I haven't been in the comics that long, I mean I'll admit it, um, but one of the first series that was coming out when I got in was AVX, which was meh, it was alright. Yeah. But there was that first that first issue it was issue zero that I picked up, and you saw the Scarlet Witch in that one panel. She's like floating above everything, and had like like magic. I would say magic coming out of her hands and stuff. I'm like, whoa, what a woman. And then you later on you find out that she has the ability to destroy everything. Yeah, <laughs> she 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 can wipe the entire mutant race of their powers if she wanted. So I'm like, that's a pretty powerful woman. And I was like, you gotta you gotta love slash fear her. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've picked up other comics since. You know, I've, I have I think both runs of the Vision and the Scarlet Witch, and um, I saw her '80s run where she kind of looks like. Uh, I don't, I don't even know what to say. She got like short hair and like this like, weird spandex suit and like victim a of the decade. victim of the decade. There you go. That's yeah, weird. it's uh, like the costume she had in the Iron Man cartoon series in the early nineties, uh, if I recall correctly. Yeah, you're just I'll be like, back oh, in a sec. I have a flickering light bulb over there. Okay. <laughs> um, so when I when I read earlier, because I was like, man, you know, excited ever since I'd seen it, I'm like, man, that'd be cool to see her in a movie. Sure. And then you have you know the whole X Men franchise is not owned by Marvel. Yep, 20th Century franchise. Fox. Yeah, they own that, and then you're like, well, she's Magneto's daughter, and and everything, but then I guess somehow Marvel's found a way to, to put them into the universe, but they cannot talk about Magneto or the Magneto connection, so they have to kind of play it off as something completely different. And I don't believe they can call them mutants either. No. Because I think that was one of the rules for 20th Century Fox, is they got the tagline mutant for all the Marvel stuff. So they can't do any of that, but they have. I guess they're going to play from what I read the other day that they're going to play her and her brother Quicksilver as um, almost like they're the troubled part. Like they aren't just going yep. to be like we're the Avengers too, woo! And but they're going to be more like <laughs> you know they're going to be more like uh, 
like we don't like what you're doing. We're out of here. Just kind of like yeah. paying the ass. So I'm like, well, yeah, I don't know. I guess Joss Whedon, I, I trust him. So. He did an interview with IGN where he confirmed it. I just pulled it up because I forgot mm-hmm. to toss it in the show notes. And his exact statement he gave to IGN about Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver was, you know, they had a rough beginning. They're interesting to me because they sort of represent the part of the world that wouldn't necessarily agree with the Avengers. So they're not there to make things easier. I'm not putting any characters in the movie that will make things easier. So sounds like we might have some opponents to start with before they become part of the team or something. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, because they have to play it up more. I'm, they can't play it up as mutant powers that she has. So I don't know if they're going to be like, it's kind of magic powers. Because they're bringing in, supposedly, Doctor Strange as a movie at some yep. point. Supposedly so that's part of Phase 2, or uh, Phase 3, rather, I guess. Early Phase 3. Was it that? Is Doctor Strange, Hulk, and Ant-Man, I think they've talked about. And oh, Ant Man, uh, so they can maybe play her up as more of, of like the more of the witch part of it. Like she's kind of magic, cool. and then tie that into the whole Doctor Strange. Thing. Well, I mean, and magic kind of works in this world because you've already seen it with uh, Thor, mm-hmm. yeah, where he's kind of explained the fact that to them magic is like science to us. Yeah, so you could you could totally just oh that Joss well it's not wasn't Joss Whedon who wrote that one, but you know they really they they set it up pretty well yeah. to be like anything that's magic. You know, people are stupid. They'll be like, oh, look at her flying around. She's a witch. And then they're like, you know, and then in the end she's like, I'm just really, I'm science. Yeah. I am science. I, am so. I tend to trust Joss Whedon. I think he's basically the godfather of the Marvel movie universe now. He basically pulls the strings on everything, I think. Like, I know he saw Iron Man 3 ahead of time because he got quoted in an interview. He goes, how am I supposed to one-up this in the Avengers, basically? True. I mean... So, I mean, it's going to be... I guess they've already um, selected the girl from the movie The Host, the the main the main actress, to be, like, the test subject. Yeah, that's one of the rumors. I don't know if anything's official yet, but she's the front-runner is what the internet's saying. Yeah, I don't... I mean, if, if they use her for, like, test footage purposes, that's fine, but I just don't see her as being Scarlet Witch. I don't know. I just imagine this really beautiful... Busty woman being the Scarlet Witch, (laughs) so that's what I imagine. But aren't they all in comics? Yeah, true. They all are really, really busty. Especially if you read anything by Xenoscape or (laughs) Xenoscope. And the boobs with legs, like that's so weird. It's like those head women in Saga, except instead of heads on legs, it's just big pairs of boobs. It's boobs. Yeah, that's that's my feeling on it. I mean, I I know I've been writing about it on our blog, so I've I've been keeping up on the whole Scarlet Witch thing because I'm just excited with any any Marvel movie news at all. Oh yeah, you know. So, and if I'm DC, I get scared every time Marvel puts out a new movie or new movie news because <laughs> if if Man of Steel flops or is not good, they're screwed. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I can't imagine Man of Steel flopping. I mean, at least. Maybe not necessarily critically, but financially. Like, it's going to do well financially because it's a Superman movie. And, and the names behind it, Nolan and Snyder and stuff like that. And I would I would say I wouldn't have a problem with Snyder, but Sucker Punch. <laughs> um, I had no problems with Snyder until Sucker Punch. And I just... But, I, you know, I think it's going to be good. I'm, I'm not worried about it. And I'm a DC guy, which is why I'm saying that. So I'm going to... Yeah. JLA shirt now. See, I'm a Marvel guy, so (laughs) I'm the exact opposite. But, I mean, Iron Man 3, for instance, just passed the $1 billion mark. I wonder how fast or if Man of Steel will. 
you know, I, 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 he, Superman doesn't have as much, I, I think, on like Batman these days because everyone seems to like Batman. But I, I think it will, it will do very well. And I had a friend on on Facebook the other day that said something about you. Know, he was pissed off because he's like, you know, why? I, I hope this Man of Steel movie, which it, it probably is, is going to be nothing but a retelling of the origin again of Superman. That's what it looks like. Like, why can't like? He's like, people nowadays know the names of Batman and Superman and Captain America and all these people before they even know the origins of Jesus <laughs> or anything. He's like, so why do we need to keep retelling the origin of Superman? We all know where he came from. Just show him kicking ass. Like, that's what we need. Or you do it like they did in the last Hulk movie where they pretty much just showed his origin in the opening credits to remind yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. That, I really liked how that one was done. Yeah, just I thought that was quick, perfect. you know... He's a dude. He got some green shit in him, and now he's a big, scary green guy. Like that's all. That's all you really need to know. Same with Superman. It's like he's an alien, crash on a planet, and now he's Superman. Done. Problem solved. The last son of Krypton. That's all you need to know. Yeah, exactly. That's all it says. Just last son of Krypton. Boom, punching people in the face. Get out of here, criminals. They could have. They could have just titled the movie that and thus skipped the entire origin. Yeah. Actually, that would have been a really this really nice movie title. I mean, Man of Steel's cool because because what because he got Nolan on board now because he's like, uh, fuck it, we're not putting Batman in the title anymore. We're just going yeah. we're just going to put The Dark Knight, yeah. and everyone's going to know. So they're like, we're not putting Superman in there. Let me Man of Steel. That's it. Man of Steel: The Return. Man of Steel: The Third. And it's going to be like Man of Steel punches Brainiac. <laughs> yeah. No, the next one's gonna be the Man of Steel Rises, <laughs> followed by the Man of Steel Returns. There you go. There you go. Now, this is these are the only Superman movies in the Superman franchise that don't have Superman in the title. And they're like, this is so original. I'm like, Chris Nolan's on the. <laughs> we, we got a comment in the chat room. Anthony has said the Man of Steel will rule simply because of Michael Shannon. Everything else will be just a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Michael Shannon is pretty badass. That's true. I can dig it. I, I'm excited. I'm, I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go see it. The thing with me, though, is I'm like a huge Superman fan. I find it hard to be interested in Superman outside of, and I fully admit this, I loved Smallville, especially near the end. And I love the ongoing comic. But. To me, that was interesting because Clark was still flawed and all of that. He made yeah. mistakes. And, like, you read the comics nowadays, Superman's basically a demigod who never screws up, and the only thing that hurts him is a rock. And it's not very captivating to me. Yeah, and now I, I'm going to sound like a real hypocrite because I'm going to be reading the Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, Superman, what is oh, Unchained or Unleashed, yeah, whatever that comes uh, out. Yeah, Superman Unchained, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Anything I mean, with Scott Snyder in it, I'm going to read. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing, though. That's what makes, to me, that's what would make Superman more interesting to me is that he's... You know, he's he's super because of his you know, the, the abilities of his his home planet where it was you know, all the the different scientific things like the gravity was heavier and stuff here and so when we jump on Krypton it's like a normal jump, but when you jump out here it's like I'm going to the fucking moon. I'm like, Oh shit. So it's like you know it's like that that sort of stuff's cool because yeah, that's the super part, but you gotta realize that he was raised by human parents. Yep. He is a man and even on Krypton there were still people with problems. Yep. Did you guys ever read or watch All Star Superman? No, because I'm I'm not a big Superman guy either. I, I've I've watched the movie because it's really good. Anthony in the chat room brought up a good point. He goes, "Use the All Star origin, man. Eight words. That's all they need." And here's the eight word origin story they tell in here: Doomed planet, desperate scientists, last hope, kindly couple. Yep. <laughs> there you go. 
And of course, it's cut in with different images for all of that too. Of what's going yeah. on at the time, but that pretty much tells the whole story in eight yeah. words. Well, that's uh, Grant Morrison did that one. Yeah, Grant Morrison did that one. So there you go. Yeah. You can tell because it kind of goes off the rails at the end. <laughs> and gets all crazy supernaturally. <laughs> yeah, whatever. He did a lot of drugs at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of drugs at some point. I enjoy his stuff when it's not Batman. <laughs> yeah, he he did the Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith. And he was talking about these weird... He went to like... was it? Like Asia or something to go like climb this this hill that you couldn't do, or climb all these stairs in one breath or something like that. Yeah. It was oh, like, geez. like then I did drugs and stuff, and I was like, Shh, now it explains everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a pretty out there guy. Yeah, pretty, pretty brilliant though. Yeah, I really enjoyed a lot of his uh, Justice League run and stuff when he was doing that. Like what was the early two thousands, late nineties? Yeah, because he did Tower of Babel, and that's still one of my favorite Justice League stories to this day. Yeah. Excuse me, Greg. Did you have a news of the week item for us? Um, yeah, I, I uh, whenever I was looking through the show notes, I caught my eye about the rumors of David Tennant possibly playing Rocket Raccoon in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and I, I, I assume it's not credible at all yet. Um, I followed the link and just kind of looked a little bit about it, and it said, you know, there's there's nothing saying. Mm-hmm. No one said David Tennant. No one at all, except the internet at once. <laughs> once but all the nerds heard that, and they were just like, of course the doctor needs to be a sentient raccoon that shoots missiles around. Why not? <laughs> and I just, I love David Tennant. I, I've only been on Doctor Who, I don't know, the last six months, but I've seen all of the new series. I kind of did a big bender and watched it all within a, the course of a month or so. Yeah. Um, and just a big big David Tennant fan. I, I've liked him before. I didn't realize that he was the guy in, in Fright Night. I was, I was forced to watch the remake yeah. of Fright Night at one point. <laughs> and the only redeeming quality was David Tennant, and I didn't even know who he was. Yeah. I just thought he was fantastic. Um, so. It'd be, he'd be an interesting pick, I think. I mean, I've I haven't watched Doctor Who yet, but I've seen different pieces with David Tennant. And everyone tells me Tennant's the best Doctor also. I'm a strange one. I prefer Torchwood over Doctor Who because Jack Harkness is the man. Absolutely. Uh, love Jack. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, David Dennett always seems to be like the the darling in the spotlight whenever it comes to um, the Doctor Who. Uh, I love Matt Smith. That, me, well, that, that was the one I came in on too, and Matt Smith, he's just the right amount of quirky. He wears a fez. That's, that's, that's how yeah. I feel about Smith. I, I, love, I, I love him. Because he plays it up like almost like he's sometimes like you're not sure if he's going to snap and kill you. Or <laughs> exactly. Because he's, he's such a tall guy and he's really lanky and he's just he's always kind of slinking about and things like it's just yeah he he plays yeah. it really like one minute he might be your best friend next minute he's going to snap your neck and, yeah. and drink your blood. Like, it's, it's really cool and and there was at one it was it was a prequel to I think the Bells of St John where he's sitting on the swing talking to this little girl. Um, and he sits there, and you get this feeling from him that he's an old man. Like, you, like more so than I ever got from David Tennant, like, he's playing it up like he's really old. Mm-hmm. And he's only, what, maybe a couple years older than us? Yeah. And in reality, he's only, like, yeah. in his late 20s. Late 20s. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, that, like, he just gave off this vibe that he was, like, 300 years old. Yeah, was, he, like, he, play, he plays it really, really well. 
Sorry. Uh, See, I, I, I know we're going off on a Doctor Who yeah. thing here, which is hard to keep people doing that. I came in on Eccleston. It's, uh, it's all things good and nerdy. Come yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I watched the entire first season of Eccleston in one day because I, I borrowed the DVD off of a friend who had it and just watched literally all 13 episodes in one day. I don't even know if I got up to go to the bathroom. I was just so captivated. Um, and I almost didn't want to switch over to David Tennant after that because I loved Eccleston. And so I put it off for a couple of days to switch over to, to David Tennant. Got on that, and I was like, I was so wrong. David Tennant is amazing. <laughs> and I love David Tennant. And then I was like, I don't know if I want to switch over to Matt Smith. And then I switched over. I was like, I was so wrong. Matt Smith is amazing. Speaking of Christopher Eccleston, we got a comment. In the chat room from Anthony, he says, "To hell with Tenet. Destro is my doctor." Exactly. <laughs> it's on my list to watch someday. I just, I don't know. I can't get into it. I think part of it's just because I kick my heels and everyone's like, "Oh, it's so good. You'll like it." I'm like, "I don't know. I'll do it on my own terms." Yeah. I did that for the longest time. I had half a dozen people that are just like, "You need to sack up and do this." All right, just sit down. Just start with the ninth doctor and, and shut up. You'll like See, it. There's some irony here to this for me because I did that exact same thing about Battlestar Galactica to some people. I beat them up to watch it. <laughs> so now I'm getting beat up to watch Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, I do that with Farscape. I'm always like, you've never seen Farscape? What the hell is wrong with you? It's on the list yeah. also. Oh, uh, Farscape. I've, it's good stuff. I've, 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 good. I've never watched Battlestar Galactica and I've never Battlestar. watched Farscape. And I've watched the first episode of Torchwood. <laughs> yeah. I recommend fixing all of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, really, I, I was about done with that in the first episode of Torchwood because they're like, you know, spoilers. See, how long has the show been out? Like, it's been out for a long time. 2005, I think, is when season one Okay, was. so I guess spoiling at this point, wouldn't it? But, like, right at the end of the episode, like, they shoot Captain Jack in the face. I'm like, what the fuck? There you go. We're ready. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like, like, she's my family. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, yeah. you can't. He's on the poster. You can't do that. And then he comes up and it's like his face. He was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I was like, "I'm about out." Like I was, I was about done at that point. <laughs> they would have waited episode two to reveal that. I probably wouldn't come back. <laughs> yeah, we got we got off on a Doctor yes. Who. No, no, Doctor Who. Ta- that's that's going to happen when you talk about David Tennant. But to, yeah. to wrap us back to Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, when you. Were- to go back and talk about rumors. There's been rumors floating around the internet too that the voice of Groot might be like Adam Sandler or Jim Carrey, and none of that's been confirmed either. So I, I saw that, and and some part of me inside died a little bit. I'd rather be Jim Carrey. Than yeah. Sandler. Yeah. It's just because it's just because you're history with that. So. Yeah. It's just because it's sort of past. Well, it's like Jim Carrey. I mean, he was you know the the. Basically, the the cornerstone of comedy back when yeah. I was growing up, you had Ace Ventura sure. and all that stuff. So I'm like, oh, I like Jim Carrey. And when then Nature Calls was on the other day, I watched the whole thing. It's yeah. But yeah, he was, I mean, he, he was the Riddler. And he did, it was the 90s, so he, he did. <laughs> he did a 90s you know, take on it. That's all you need to say was. It was the 90s. It was the 90s. The armor had nipples. Nobody knew yeah. what was going on. Uh, but he's, you know, he's had more serious roles, so he can really toe that line. Like the Truman Show and stuff mm-hmm. like that, he kind of toed the line between that and, and let his, you know, let his legs grow a little bit. Yeah, he's a kick-ass, too, and I've seen some of the, 
the promo yeah. spots for that. He looks yep. hilarious. Yeah, he looks, he looks badass, badass and kick-ass, too. I want to see that movie. It's probably the next one I'm looking forward to the most this summer. Yeah. It's yeah. kick-ass, too. It's going to be a good one. i gotta, I got to rewatch the first one. It's been since the midnight premiere that I've seen it. Yeah. So. And uh, I, I'd read that Michael Rooker was going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's one of the rumors I'd heard as well. And uh, Zoe Saldana from Star Trek as yep. Gamora. So. It's going to be very interesting to see who they get, because with the success of Marvel movies, look at their casting now. They're basically getting anyone they want. They had Anthony Hopkins as Odin. They've got Robert Redford playing a main character in Captain America. Oh, yeah. They're bringing in names that you wouldn't expect to be in a quote-unquote comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just kind of proof they're moving away from that label as being a comic book movie to being just movies. Yeah, I mean, because that Rob Redford's like, oh, I, you know, I, I took this role because it's something you know different that I hadn't done before. Right. And I think a lot of people now are seeing that these movies are successful. There's an audience for them. They're like, why not? Like, yeah. might as well give it a shot. It's, it's not like it was in the nineties. No, like you had to get Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anthony's yeah, brought up in the, in the chat room. Anthony brought up if you follow Batista on Twitter, he tweeted a picture from the makeup chairs they're doing his makeup test for Drax. Because he's Drax the Destroyer. So there's some stuff starting to come out, it looks like. Yeah, cool. Chris Pratt's um, Star... Star-Lord. 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 Okay. I was, I was like, uh, Star Commander? No, no. Star Guy? Stargazer, no, no! I'm just really glad they didn't go the path they're doing in the comics right now and try and tie in Iron Man. Because one of the rumors was the end of Iron Man 3 would be him receiving a message from the Guardians of the Galaxy and going off into space, and I'm really glad they didn't do it. Yeah. I don't mind Tony Stark in the comic, but to cross the movies that way, yeah. that'd be like Iron Man 5, basically. Because Avengers 1, you could argue, was an Iron Man movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess there were a lot of people that had problems with the post credit scene of Iron Man 3 that they didn't release. Like, I liked it. Yeah. I had no problem with it. Everyone yeah, nowadays is expecting to get a teaser for the next movie versus mm-hmm. just something funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, always been something funny. I mean, that's been the Marvel thing. It's always something funny or something that kind of hints at something. Yeah. And like, it's never, but it's never something like, always like, oh, you know, here it is, like, hmm, what's this package? Guardians of the Galaxy, what's that? <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's never been something that dramatic. Yeah. Like, Well, for the longest time, I always said that a Marvel movie wasn't over until Samuel Jackson showed up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Everything pre-Avengers, he just showed up in all the post-credits. So he's like, which one... I think it was at the end of Thor that he showed Captain up. Captain America was one. But he didn't show up in uh, Hulk, though. Hulk, it was yeah. Tony Stark when, uh, went to go meet with the General at the end. Yeah. Uh, you were with Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Um, but whenever they were building towards um, Avengers, it just seemed like five and a half. Yeah. Which, I don't remember which one it was that they had the Tesseract at the end of. They, Captain was, America. Was, Captain okay. America. Okay. Yeah. Well, or was it Thor? It was Thor because they it was had... Thor. Yeah, because Loki was behind the glass. Yep. Right. Yeah, stuff, yeah. There you go. God, yeah, I need yeah. to rewatch all these. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I just watched Thor. Oh, oh darn! Day, I have so. to watch them all again. <laughs> Shoot. Ah, shucks. I didn't know this until last night, but the Infinity Gauntlet is in the armory in Thor. Yep. And the Eye of Agamotto is, too. Yep. They show just really quick. Oh, that's cool. The Ice Giants are, yeah. Because they, they actually had the Infinity Gauntlet at Comic Con the same year Thor came out. They were showing it off there. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm sure Thanos is going to have something to do with it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, they've made that clear now. That, yeah. Uh, the question is, do we get Thanos in Guardians, or do we get him in Avengers too? I wonder. I, I, would, I don't know. They might 
something that big, you think they maybe hold out for Avengers two, and then maybe maybe hint him in Guardians of the Galaxy, so you realize that his what he's going to do will have consequences across, you know, both both teams. Yeah. Or, or maybe you end Guardians, they beat whatever threat it is, and then Thanos shows up and kicks the crap out of him or something to gear you up for <laughs> Avengers two or something exactly. like that. Thanos course, comes in and bees Thanos. Of course, if you do that, your problem is you make the Guardians look a lot weaker than the Avengers when they do win. <laughs> they become like Alpha Flight, basically. <laughs> I like Alpha Flight. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry all of our, Cana- our Canadian friends left. Okay, fuck Alpha Flight. <laughs> They're going to hear this later. And I'm gonna get... I don't have to pander to our Canadian yeah. friends now. <laughs> Well, as we wrap off this topic, Anthony in the chat room said he'd not heard the news about Zoe Saldana. He'll watch anything with he'll watch anything with her in it because uh, she is epic in all caps with an exclamation point. I agree. That's minus, all I want to say. Minus Avatar. Minus Avatar. Well, gives us a natural segue as we just roll into some regular news items. But let's not get into spoilers this week. But did you guys see Star Trek in the Darkness? Anyone? No. I did. Yeah. I I became violently ill the day that it came out, and I'm just now recuperating. That so might have been a sign. Good. I became violently ill after I watched it. <laughs> I really liked it. I've been hearing very mixed reviews. Yeah. So. yeah, either people love it or they hate it, and I'm falling down on the category of I didn't particularly care for it. And yeah. we won't go into spoilers because the trend we're starting to develop on the show now is the week something comes out, we'll just talk very generically about it, and then we'll go into the spoilers on it the next week. But. Mm-hmm. I think the best way I'll describe it is, to me, it seemed like not a Star Trek movie, but a movie inspired by Star Trek. There's a lot of style, but no substance, it seemed like to me. A lot of lens flares? Not I, as much as in Star Trek 1, but there's some really <laughs> glaringly bad ones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not, not, not as, yeah, not as bad on the lens flare and stuff, but it, I, I still felt it was very much a Star Trek movie, it's, it, but it's just carrying the same, personali- the same personality as the last one, of just... Being not a like theatrical build, right? Of a, of a movie, like I'll say that I love Chris Pine as Captain Kirk. His Captain Kirk, oh is god, awesome. he's outstanding. Zachary Quinto is awesome as Spock, and I wish Carl Urban got to do more as Bones. Yeah, because he was one of my favorite things in the first movie. Was him as Bones? Honestly, honestly, all of them, like all of them, playing the characters, especially in that movie, like they all were really good of that character. Mm. And if you guys fantastic. like, if you like Simon Pegg as Scotty, he gets a lot of airtime in this one, which <laughs> it ends up being really good. Pig. Good, yeah. And uh, Benedict uh, Cumberpatch, I think is how you say it, is he was very good as the menacing villain. Yes, very good. It's that voice. He, he's got that such like that deep, scary voice. He played. He played a yeah, so he's good. British. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. British. I mean, they're all bad. Be a good villain. They yeah. try to beat us at war, you know. Okay. <laughs> Anthony said in the chat room that Uhura is the hotness Into Darkness was great Chris apparently saw the wrong movie <laughs> If you can take off your glasses Of thinking of it as a Star Trek movie to me And you can forget about the old Trek I think you'll enjoy it more The problem is I love old Trek so much That I still have yeah. a little bit of issue With the fact that they basically tossed out all that continuity To do what the, they the gripes, Well the gripes, the gripes I've seen uh, like the two sides is that for some people it was too much Trek still, mm-hmm. which I don't understand. And then, but then for the Trek people, it wasn't enough Trek for some of those people. Those I are the know. two gripes that I've been seeing. But honestly, you got to take it for itself 
because it's not old Trek. Right. It's still Trek, though. Like, you just got to not think of it as original Star Trek of what you're used to, because it's not. I will, we'll talk about it later. Learn that from the first one. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it more next week or on an episode of Spoiler Alert Theater when we record that. That there's some big logic leaps. They ignore logic whenever they feel like it in the movie. It seemed like I, I, I don't know. It's a fun movie. It's just I love Star Trek, the old stuff so much. It's very hard for me, and it, this was harder for me to than the first Star Trek. I really enjoyed Abrams' 09 Trek, mm. and I don't know. To me, it just seemed like they kind of took a half step back. And I've even been reading, like, the IDW comics and stuff that tie into it, and I've enjoyed most of those. It's just, In the Darkness didn't do it for me. I don't know. I mean, was it the sense that it was kind of too dark for the Star Trek universe? Because how it was, you know, like, with the original series. They certainly was- make some uh, some 9-11-like inferences and things uh, like that. And, in fact, at the end of the movie, they make, they in the credits, they run a quote about 9-11. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, but... Because that became the popular thing to do. Look at, like, Battlestar Galactica, the reboot. There was a lot of uh, the whole post-terrorist world and things like that. And there's a lot of reference to that because um, Benedict Cumberbatch's character, as you can tell in the trailers, is basically like a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels very different from what Roddenberry envisioned. And I realize you can't do Roddenberry's Trek in today's world. People wouldn't enjoy it as much. But it felt to me the only thing they really kept from Roddenberry's Trek was the relationships between the characters. Versus the spirit of Star Trek where... Uh, this is making me sound really corny. There was almost always like a lesson learned of some kind when you watch Trek. Right, true. But that's kind of like going into the new Trek movies and expecting the old Trek show. I know there are a lot of fans that would want to see that, but it would be like going into The Dark Knight and expecting Adam West. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same. It's almost the same timeline, which, oh my God, I would love so much if Adam West was there. But, oh, that'd be awesome! Yeah, I just want—I wanted Bruce Wayne. I mean, Batman at the end to be like, "I'm gonna just get rid of a bomb," and then just. They need to put that. I wish they would have put a blooper reel because I—I don't know if like maybe, yeah, uh, uh, what's his name? Christian Bale was that big of a Batman fan at all before he started that, but I would really like him to think about that. And just, and just in the scene, like, okay, in action, and then they're like, cut, like, what the hell was that? Like, that's not the lie. It's like, see what I did, he's still talking to Batman, was see what I did? Did I make a funny? Like, so. Who are you talking about? Adam West was cut in. There's the movie poster. For those listening on the audio version of the podcast, later, there's a Photoshop Dark Knight Rises poster where they put Adam West in. I love that poster uh, so much. That should have been the real poster. <laughs> well, at one point, he wanted to be Alfred, but they said no. no. Oh, wow. I'm missing a ton of comments from Anthony in the chat room. Evidently, we differ greatly on Star Trek. He said, uh, maybe that's why I like the new ones so much. I only ever quote, liked the old Trek. I love the J.J. Trek. And the look yeah. of a specific type of alien was super fucking cool. I know which one he's talking about. I Let's agree see. so much. <laughs> uh, there's some really cool Easter eggs in there, too. Like, if you guys ever watched the old Enterprise show when it was out, they actually show the Enterprise NX-01 at one point in the movie. Yeah, I, I was listening to a, a Nerdist podcast yesterday. They were talking to Rod Roddenberry and another guy who does a, a podcast on there called Mission Log where they go through all the episodes of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Like basically do commentary about what was wrong with it, what was good with it, and they were all talk. They were all bashing on Enterprise because like we didn't need a prequel because you know 
it just, there's no sense because it's like, oh, well, they can't destroy Earth because we know it didn't happen because the original Star Trek series happened. But then they it's mentioned that it was like it wasn't a spoiler, but you know there was a model of of Captain Archer's ship, and then I'm like, oh, that's so cool, right? Like, well, they talked about Captain Archer's dog in the first Admiral first Archer. Time. I thought it was, and oh, yeah, because well, yeah. yeah. Scotty transported his dog or something like that, yeah, and that's yeah. how he got reassigned. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tried transporting his dog. Yeah, yes. it didn't, didn't, didn't work so well. I didn't mind that. I mean, it was pretty cool to see. I mean, like when I saw the NX01 on screen, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, as much as I have issues with some parts of Enterprise, I enjoyed it generally. Once you realize the fact that, don't think too hard on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what a lot of people were like. Original Trek fans, like, no, this doesn't matter. None of this matters because it already happened by this point, and then we don't care. It doesn't matter. Well, like, and when you got into season three of Enterprise, and they started doing like the three episode mini arcs, basically, it was really good. Like they brought in Doctor Soon's ancestors, things like that. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Peter Weller was in backstory. Yeah, Peter Weller was in there as a terrorist in Enterprise in season three, which is why it was kind of cool to see him in uh, the movie now. Because technically, technically, Enterprise (laughs) is in continuity with the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. Oh, that's cool. That's only the original Trek that stays in continuity. Uh, Please tell me more about Peter Weller. (laughs) (laughs) Without going into spoilers, he is one of the. uh, He's like the. The lead, the chief admiral of Starfleet, or something like that. He yeah. runs the fleets. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like nice. it. Yeah, they showed him a little bit in the trailers, but he plays a fairly large role in uh, in Into Darkness. And I will say, my favorite thing about Into, Bar- Into Darkness was uh, Bruce Greenwald as uh, Admiral Pike. Uh, he yeah. owns that role, and the relationship that he has with Captain Kirk is badass. Yeah. Did they bring back Kyler Perry? That's my. My I don't. No, I did not see Tyler Perry anywhere that I can recall. Well, then I guess I'm done with this movie already. Tyler <laughs> <laughs> Perry's not there. I'm not there. Yeah, that's right. That. <laughs> the VA can't go to space. I ain't going either. Yeah, that was my. I, honestly, that was one of my favorite cameo appearances in, in a movie recently. Where I was like, Tyler Perry in this movie. Yeah, it. who'd have thought that was going to yeah. happen? <laughs> now, y'all can't be going around Space Fleet like this. It's called Starfleet, Medea. Whatever! Don't care! Don't you access me! Fuck <laughs> 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 this shit out of Captain Kirk. <laughs> you go home! You tell me what I did! You can't be cheating on a Kobayashi Maru! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my crap! That would be, that would be the best. Yeah. That would have made it even better. <laughs> Tyler Perry, Star Trek. But <laughs> goes to space. Beyond <laughs> the Enterprise. Uh, Told you she's... every every movie franchise goes to space at some point. Yeah, it's true. You're right. Anthony brings up a good point in the chat room. He goes to him. Peter Weller is now Batman. I see him as nothing else. <laughs> Uh, he was fantastic. He, he's my RoboCop. I mean, always, always will be. Like, so I, that's how I see him as. So he's staying there. He's like, you know, you know, Starfleet. You know, you're, I'm, I'm your commander. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, RoboCop. He's gonna lay out some justice. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It, well, if you think uh, about it, he's both RoboCop and Batman. It's kind of cool. They should team up. He should play both. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody write this story right fucking now. 
could, we could we could make a cartoon out of it. You could you could have both characters in the cartoon, and they could be both voiced by Peter Weller. Yeah. No, just go just go full Eddie Murphy. He plays every character of the cast. (laughs) He's Commissioner Gordon. He's Batgirl. (laughs) He plays Catwoman, and that's just confusing. It's just weird. We got really weird. (laughs) Why does Catwoman sound so masculine? (laughs) Doesn't matter. You're still attractive. Oh, I feel awkward. Um, as we roll off of this topic, uh, Anthony said, "Damn, that Medea was funny. Well done, sir. So, well done, gentlemen, yeah, for all the Medea references. We we do it often. Yeah, <laughs> it's the crux of our podcast. We just make weird That's voices. Next yeah. week, Medea goes. Medea goes to space. We'll, we will cover that shit till it's dead. Yeah. So, well, before we go and play game. Let's do one more story, because we're talking about Avengers new characters. Well, it's come out that supposedly Marvel Studios has been talking to Cape Town Film Studios about using their lot and their space to film Avengers 2. Gee, why would you want to use Cape Town Studios? Maybe we're getting the Black Panther? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might um, we be getting T'Challa? I hope. I think that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I'm not as big a Black Panther fan as this guy is, but... It's just it's it's just the characters like you know he, they took a character you know in a time whenever racism was still around and they made him not only black but they made him really smart going against like everybody's stereotype because like oh black people are smart like no blah 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 like no like they're all we're all people here and here we got a, a very prominent intelligent superhero who is also based in tradition and because I, I remember from AVX where they were, went to Wakanda and. Mm-hmm. And it was like this metropolis in the middle of the desert. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like, we do science and tradition at the same time. So, you know, whatever. It's that's whatever. why I think it'd be really cool to see Wakanda on screen. And when you do science and tradition, that's almost like what you get with Asgard, where they have mm-hmm. their version of science and tradition. So there could be some mm-hmm. really cool parallels between them, especially a Thor and T'Challa interaction would be very interesting. Yeah. I mean, you could have you can have Tony Stark down there using their computers. Like, wow, this is better than the stuff I got back at home. <laughs> and like, because I, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why they went down there in the comic book. Because he's like, I got all this cool stuff. Like, come, come, use your science here. Use the Wi-Fi. Smart. It's great. <laughs> Wi-Fi yeah. is super fast. <laughs> Before they destroyed it in AVX. <laughs> uh, I know. I was like, oh look, we're here. Oh no, water yeah, <laughs> gone. Water and desert don't go together very well. No. <laughs> I'm sure they'll bring Vibranium into play somehow in Avengers 2 if they're going to Wakanda. True. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be for it. I mean, I don't know who they'd get to play him. But... Oh, what's his name? Um, uh, Who was the bad guy in Firefly? In Serenity, rather. The Chitway, uh, the operative. I can't remember his name. Oh. I know who you're talking about. Ah, oh, now I need just IMDB this crap. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be perfect for it. You can't have The Rock. <laughs> the Rock is going to be Luke Cage is the rumor right now. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, I can't say his name, but the operative was uh, Chiwetel Ejiofer, I think. I can't, I can't say that. <laughs> he was in Children of Men, American Gangster, Salt, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But he was also the operative in Firefly, which he would be really cool for that role, I think. I don't know. I would like to see Idris Elba, but he played Heimdall. So. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
as, as far as I'm would have been a good pick. Yeah, they they had poor foresight on that one. Um, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he's out. Like I know they try to recycle people every once again. I'm not all about that. They they really only did that before. They kind of stated the overarching Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, um, but it was a Michael Michael J. White. Is that his name? Michael Jai White or something like Jai that. I think it's like, I don't remember. There was a rumor going around for a while that he was going to play Black Panther, and he's like he said something about basically he would like to, but he'd never been contacted about it. And that was a while ago. And I think, I mean, he you know from him playing Spawn and stuff. I mean, I've I've only seen pieces of that movie. But he played that, and then he played. It was uh, the 90s. Yeah, it was, it was the '90s. <laughs> no one cared. Um, All right. The guy in the Dark Knight too. What was I can't remember his name. But he got, you know, yeah. yeah. Supposedly, I but I, I think he would play a good character. I made the mistake of mentioning the Rock without Ada Hay here. I will carry the uh, the love of the Rock banner for the show. Is <laughs> that uh, Kevin Feige was getting interviewed about different characters he'd like to see in the cinematic universe, and one of the characters that he, one of the actors he mentioned wanting to see in there would be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And there was reference to him playing Luke Cage. And then he went on uh, Twitter, he goes, hey, Marvel, I'm ready when you are, and posts a picture that is uh, Luke Cage and him side by side. And they're like in the exact <laughs> same pose and everything. And I was sitting there and I went, you know, The Rock would be really badass as Luke Cage. And then the internet took over and made this pretty awesome fake movie poster of The Rock as Luke Cage. <laughs> hey, that worked. I, I could buy it. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got the build for it. Luke Cage is like friggin' massive. And yeah. plus, there's The Rock. He promotes the hell out of everything he does. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, honest, The Rock honestly has gone from, like, really shitty actor to an actually really good actor who keeps getting kind of shitty roles. Yeah. He's not a bad actor, to be honest with you. Fast and Furious 6. Yeah. 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 Uh, I missed a couple comments in the chat room. Anthony said, Black Panther is a great character and needs to be brought in. Avengers and most of the Marvel films are always a huge white boy club. Mm-hmm. He said, "Michael Jai White needs to be Power Man." Sweet Christmas. When he hears the Rock part, we'll see what he says then too. <laughs> uh, one other bit of Avengers news that I wanted to bring up that I'm glad we kept talking about it is there's a rumor that Hawkeye might get recast in Avengers. I've heard about that. Uh, that's fine. Pretty much because they got tired of Jeremy Renner saying he didn't like how he had to play the character in Avengers, and that's pretty much the same thing Terrence Howard did. And they canned him. It's all an internet rumor, so who knows. I didn't like the fact that he's not dressed head to toe in purple. Yeah. That's, that's in all honesty, movie. if they recast Hawkeye, who cares right now? Because he, he didn't play a huge part in everything. He doesn't have his own movie. Yeah. And Jeremy Renner, I mean, he's he's been good in other stuff, but I, he wasn't particularly outstanding. His Hawkeye was boring. Yeah. yeah. Well, and to be fair, he brought up the same point. He didn't really get to play Hawkeye until the very end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, but... If you're Marvel, you don't really care. You've already done this twice before. You've already switched Hulks once with no repercussion. You've switched Jim Rhodes once. Nobody really cared. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to make a point here that nobody's bigger than the movies, except for probably Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. He's the one. He's the powder keg. Yeah, yeah. he made all of this happen, so you can't really <laughs> yeah. get rid of Robert Downey Jr. as much as you would might want to, because you don't want to have to keep paying him. I don't know. They probably want to keep him anyways. Al Gore is to the internet. As Robert Downey Jr. is in the Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He yeah, is our Al Gore, guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, I mean, if they did, I mean, I guess a lot of people wouldn't. Like, because to me, I'm like, well, if you got the characters in there already, like the actors in there already, try your best to keep them. But if they're just like, I'm going to bitch the whole time, just 
because he hasn't he hasn't really played a big role. Yeah. No. Other than, you know, getting poked with the pokey stick and then being like, <laughs> like an eye and then grabbing someone's eyeball. And then, <laughs> getting know, poked with the pokey stick. I love it. <laughs> and then bonk on the head and then there he is. <laughs> you guys need to come on here more often. <laughs> The pokey stick. We'll be back anytime. All right. Well, <laughs> one last comment from the chat room before we move on to the next one, and this is Anthony just trying to screw with me because he put a name of an actor on here I'll never be able to say right. Jim Jimnon Hounsu, I don't know, from Gladiator should be Tashala. His accent works, and he was super buff and never backed down. I think this is just a trick to try and make me sound like an idiot saying someone's name. <laughs> <laughs> I think you actually may have got it pretty pretty close. I think because I've heard that name before. I think uh, I think you got it. I think the D was silent in it, but I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, let's roll into let's let's play a game this week, and we're going to bring one back we haven't done for a while, and this one is called Fact or Fiction. It's the new game that's sweeping the nation. You guys are familiar with like uh, whose line is it anyways? It's a game. That's a game where points don't matter. The same is to be said with fact or fiction. I award points based off of either who makes me laugh, makes the best argument, or just because there's no real reason. Because you don't really win anything when you win, other than just internet fame. And oh. with our show, it's not a big piece of internet fame. Oh. <laughs> not nah, man, it's the hugest, hey. hugest oh. of internets. So. The premise behind fact or fiction, basically, I will put out a statement, and I will leave it to our panel to say whether that is fact or fiction, and why. And this is also open to our friends in the chat room, which is really just Anthony at this time. So, we'll go... We've, I've got four statements here. We might only do three of them, but this is tied into a big news item we didn't talk about. Fact or fiction, first statement. Christopher Nolan would be a good choice for the next Bond movie. This happens to be... Happen, be uh, Excuse me, I brought this up because he is rumored to be in negotiation to direct the next Bond. So, fact or fiction, Christopher Nolan would be a good choice for the next Bond movie. Let's start with Leroy. Uh, uh, I'd say... I'd say fiction because... I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, just, it, just, it doesn't seem like a movie that he'd really want to be a type want to be a tied to. Like, it's not a movie that he'd want to be tied to, because, I mean, he did Batman and stuff, but his his whole approach, especially if he can't write it, I don't know how, how good he'd be directing it, because usually that's the writer-director thing, but it just doesn't seem like like the character itself is one of those characters he thinks he could take to new places. I, I, I'm not Chris Nolan, but I just I just think that he he wouldn't make a good director for it, just because it's not his necessarily his style. Fair enough. How about, how about yourself, Greg? What are you thinking? Um, you know, initially I thought fact, but the more the more I kind of pondered it, I think fiction, because Nolan has a way of, of going in and completely setting up a universe the way he wants it to be. Um, and I know working within the Batman framework, he, he already had a universe that he had to work in, but it's very different than anything else that has Batman in it. Um, it's it's a lot more real world and that kind of thing, and James Bond is a real world sort of situation. Um, sure, but I mean, even with Inception, Inception had a lot of really good graphics and really grandiose, larger than life stuff. But I think he might be too larger than life for James Bond, which is a weird thing to say. I'm aware, yeah. but I mean, I know you said you haven't seen Inception, but I know you've seen trailers at some point. Yep, when there's just like 
the buildings crumbling down onto the beach and stuff like that. There's there's not a place in James Bond for that. Um, and I think he tries to go maybe a little too big for James Bond. That being said, if he did it, it would be the first James Bond movie that I've seen since Casino Royale. Oh, wow. I would, I would absolutely go, because I'm really on the fence about James Bond. Like, Octopus, he was on the other day, and I watched it, because I'm like, okay. Um, I didn't have anything better to do. Um, see, I really liked Skyfall, the last one that came out. See, I, I just didn't get around to seeing it, and it wasn't, it wasn't an obligation for me to make sure I got to see it. Um, I heard fairly good things, but again, James Bond's one of those that I've always been like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, but if Nolan made it, it's it's at the point that I would watch anything Nolan made. Yeah, he's so, in that level with me as well. Yeah. How about you, Kevin? What do you think? In fact or fiction, he's a good choice. I I would go with fiction as well, uh, and it's more so because like it, it, I love the I, I love the current uh, James Bond movies and stuff. But honestly, I'm starting to miss the older quirky ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm missing a lot of that kind of silliness that was to them. Uh, you know, just like some of the goofy, you know, goofier gadgets and names like Octopussy. I mean, and plenty of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just and I, I, I know if Nolan were to do it, it would definitely even go even more serious than they are yeah. already. And again, uh, like uh, I, I think it was Greg who mentioned, you know, uh, too large, too larger than life. Sure. And, uh, in the yeah. chat room, Anthony has said, "I say fiction only as Bond doesn't need Nolan. Nolan should go find another franchise to rescue." I agree with that. <laughs> and I tend to agree with you guys too. I'd also say fiction. I think that Bond is too, for lack of a better term, normal for Chris Nolan. He likes to do the things that are out there, so he can put a weird slant on things and. I mean, if you think about it, that's what he did with Batman. He put a completely different take on Batman than you've had in a long time in movies. It's true. Same thing with like, um, oh crap, what's the what's the movie he did with the magician, The Prestige? Yeah. Oh, very, God. very strange movie, but very good movie. For instance, yeah. very good movie. I love The Prestige. So we're all in agreement that Christopher Nolan is a big name, which is probably why they're going after him, in my opinion. But we all seem to agree that he's probably not the best choice for the next Bond movie. But when it comes to awarding points. I'm going to have to give Kevin the point here because I like the idea of going back to the older, the quirky Bond. That's personally something I like to see. So, after question one, Kevin, you're in the lead with one point. I didn't award a funny point on this one. You ruined us! (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know we were working together. Uh, No, you each get individual points. (laughs) See, I'm just ruining me, not you. Calm down. It's in real life. But you got to remember... Points don't matter. It's like whose line is anyways. Right, I just right. give them arbitrarily. We need the internet. Fame, hey man, though, I, I, I've spent enough time on Reddit to know that fake internet points are very important. It's like a Stanley <laughs> No Prize, but better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I expect an empty envelope in the mail, Chris. No, fair enough. I'll leave it at the store. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, statement number two: You're okay with EA making the next round of Star Wars games? Fact or fiction? We'll start with you, Kevin. You're our gaming connoisseur. Eh. This was geared towards <laughs> Adahe, but he's not here, so... <laughs> Just... Eh. Um, if... If they let... If, if they go back magically and get older Bioware 
to do it again. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. I'd feel so much better about it, but I know that's pretty much impossible at this time. <laughs> so, uh, fuck it. That's what you're going with. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, he's taking option three, which I've never heard of, which is fuck it, I'm going to allow it. <laughs> How about yourself, Greg? What do you say? You're okay with EA making the next round of Star Wars games. You know, I, I don't hide the fact that I'm not the biggest video game guy. Um, and I, I will say the last Star Wars game I played was Lego Star Wars. Yes! Uh, it's an awesome a, game. It's a fantastic game. It's a fun little game. Um... I was initially bummed to see that uh, LucasArts wasn't doing it anymore, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned, as long as they don't try to mix Star Wars and sports, because I know EA just loves their sports games. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't care because I'm. <laughs> let's face facts. I'm probably not going to be buying them and playing them either way. Um, nothing against that. It's just I'm not really a video game guy. I just bought an Xbox 360 like six months ago, <laughs> so you can tell I'm I'm really behind on the on the curve. And then I even I only really bought Fallout games. Yeah, so, nothing wrong with that. So I guess I'm fine. I I'm okay with it in the fact that I'm apathetic. Yeah, that's so, fair enough. Yeah. So I guess you, brought- you can take a, a fuck it with that one, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you brought up an interesting point, though, bring up LEGO Star Wars. I wonder if EA is going to continue to let Traveler's Tales make the LEGO Star Wars games. Or yeah, if that was so. part of the deal, LEGO Star Wars. I hope so, because I love those games. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. Just, just the LEGO games are fantastic. How about yourself, Leroy? What do you think? You're okay with EA making the Star Wars games? If that Star Wars game is Battlefront 3... Oh, man. <laughs> I would kill for that game. <laughs> I see those trailers online, the, those little you know action shots of them. I'm like, oh, my God. Ground to space battle? Oh, oh. Oh, that's what I wanted from Star Wars Battlefront 2. But unless it's Battlefront 3, and it's like the one I've seen online, yeah, then yes. But if it's like, oh, it's, it's Star Wars tennis. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, you so, can play it with your connect. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I will not. Unless it's against Java, then I'll know I'll always. <laughs> Ooh, where he's getting thrown out of the shooter. He just doesn't move. He just holds the thing out with his little nub arm. Wookie, like, <laughs> nipple pinchy. <laughs> <laughs> to steal from Blue Harvest. <laughs> So, yeah, that's what I think. Battlefront 3 or bust. <laughs> Alright, well, my opinion, if this is what it takes to get more Star Wars games that I'll actually play, I'm down for it. Just don't fuck it up, I hope. But point awards, Leroy gets it. Battle- Battlefront 3 wins. <laughs> Battlefront 3. I'm behind. <laughs> I'm the only one with zero. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I hear there's a fast track to, from zero to hero, so you're you're set. Oh, That's true. The, the Disney Hercules route. There you go. I just gotta get Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> don't, we, don't we all? Uh. <laughs> all right. Our next statement: fact or fiction? Agent, Agents of Shield should be a success. Did you guys see the trailer? Mm, yeah. Watch the trailer. Have you only seen it once? <laughs> I've seen it many times. <laughs> I, I have too. So, well, let's start. Let's start with Greg. Agents of Shield should be a success. Fact or fiction? Get your point right here. All right. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna completely kill my chance of points by saying I haven't seen the trailer yet. Oh, um, honesty point. You get a point. It, yes. <laughs> um, it should be. Yes, it should be. I mean, unless they do just a piss poor job of it, which I can't imagine that because they they pump a lot of money into um, network programming these days. Sure. But they do, and with Joss Whedon. Anywhere, as long as he has a spoon in the pot, you know, he's he's going to have a handle on things, even if he's not the one specifically writing it or directing it. Yep. As long as he's kind of lording over the whole thing. Yes, it should be, because clearly everyone wants Marvel stuff, everyone wants superhero stuff. Well, he did direct the first episode, the pilot, supposedly, and he was involved in the writing process for a lot of it, so Whedon's been very involved. There you go. And you, I mean, you slap his name on anything. If people, the Buffy people are going to be coming out for it because they're star for Justin. Yeah. All the Marvel people are going to be coming out for it because it's Marvel. All the DC diehards are going to be like, I'm going to watch this show, Tank, and then it's not going to because people, <laughs> you know. Because they're all watching it. Because everybody's watching <laughs> it. To tank. Everybody's watching it, wanting it to fail, and it's not going to It's like Jersey Shore. Everybody uh, watches yeah. it to see how bad it goes, and then it goes really well because they're watching. Yeah. Except it's going to be a lot better than Jersey Shore. I'm sorry for comparing. I'll, I'll take your Jersey Shore and Rage, another show that thankfully flopped, and that being Buck Wild. Uh, <laughs> it flopped because of death, though. <laughs> someone that, had to die. You know, that's, if someone <laughs> needed to die, then damn it, that's what had to happen. No, I'm telling you, what happened is God canceled Buck Wild. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to hell. That's the nah. best movies ever made. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? All right, let's go next. Leroy, Factor Fiction, Agents of Shield should be a success. Oh, it it has got to be because I've I've seen that that three minute trailer time and time again, and it's just you've got Agent Coulson. You've got a guy that I thought was Luke Cage for for a while. I thought not. so too. Apparently, they're going because I I written about it on the blog. I was like, I don't know if it's going to actually put new characters in and then trans trans like transpose them to the movies or whatever. But apparently he's going to be a whole new character. I don't know if he's actually yep. part of the of Marvel continuity or not. But that guy's going to be a whole new character, and it's just it just for a TV show. It looks like it's going to be real. This look great, and the fact that we get to see Coulson again, and Coulson I, I just lives. Coulson lives, and I just I don't know. I think I think it's going to be an awesome show, and we're going to get to see a lot of. I hope see a lot of hints in the show of what will come in Marvel movies because we're all so. going to be connected. So uh, it's just it's just an it's that that little bit of that little morsel of of Marvel awesomeness that we get to to, to enjoy in between all the movies. And so as I'm we just, learned from the trailer, they're allowed to use footage from the other Marvel movies because yeah. the trailer starts showing footage from the Avengers. Not a lot of it, mind you, but a little yeah. bit. There's the Hulk, I think Captain America, and Iron Man, and Thor's she and Thor's Thor hammer. hammer, yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty because well, ABC is owned by Disney anyway. So, exactly, yeah. they're all yeah. one big happy family, and that's not, I guess that would be the great the best part about it is that they have that ability to to branch out and be able to touch all, all these characters because it's all the same company, so they're able to touch all these characters. Even mention not be like that one guy in the the, the suit that flies around, be like yeah. Iron Man, like you can yeah. say it, like you, you can, can actually it. use the names. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be that's going to make this show a lot better too, and I'm I'm very excited about it. I am too. How about yourself, Kevin? Factor Fiction Agents. Of Shield should be a success. Abs- absolute fact. Uh, <laughs> um, 
the two points are, yeah, the fact that it's all under the same, you know, parent umbrella, that they can use the other uh, IPs from the movies and all that kind of stuff. You know, they can make use of that and actually say the proper words and not beat around the bush with it all. Um, plus, at least from the trailer, uh, definitely definite production quality they put in there. And uh, and then point three is that it doesn't look like it's going to be the Zombieland TV show. Oh, God, yeah. They got <laughs> hated out of existence. <laughs> the guy who, who made the show on there said the only reason it flopped is because the fans hated it out of existence. <laughs> That, that, well, that would pretty much make any anything flop, wouldn't it? If yeah, fans hated it. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. In the chat room, Anthony has also said, "Fact: Agents has Disney money that will hopefully that they will hopefully use to make it look great." No ordinary family was on ABC and it had epic superpowers, so ABC can put out a great superpower show. Yeah, that that show is actually really good if you if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I didn't watch it. It, it, it was it was really good. Yeah, but I heard the effects were good and things like that. Yeah, it, it was. It was good good stuff. Myself, I would, I would go fact on this as well. I mean, this is a money printer. You've got another Avengers movie coming out in two years. You've got a bunch of Marvel movies that are coming out and making a billion dollars in the box office. Why would you not do that? Passing out the dollar bills. He's making it rain. And you use a character that fans have pretty much come to love, which was Agent Cole. Coulson, because so many people were heartbroken in Avengers when Coulson's the one that dies. And I just want to say I called it that he wasn't dead when the Avengers happened. I prayed that he wasn't dead. Yeah. I love, I love Coulson. Comic logic came into play. You never saw the dead body. Yeah. yeah. You saw yeah. him dying, but you never saw the dead body. Exactly. I, think, I think I made that point at the end of the movie to my friends, too. It was just like, you didn't see the body. He's not dead. <laughs> and then everyone just thought we were wishful thinking it, damn it. Mm, there he is. No, comic logic. No body, yeah. no death. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> so I've got to award points here. Everyone gets a point because we're all right. Everybody gets one. Everybody oh, gets one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Spider Man. You, you, you had two because you got the Oscar oh, points. Point. Yeah, yeah. I'm close. You're with the big together. dogs now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's at two, but Anthony, he's got one. Actually, Chris, you're losing. I don't play. I don't. You don't have points. any points. I'm the judge. It'd be kind Loser. of unfair. Loser. He's the Drew Carey. <laughs> I am the Drew Carey. Just he's not as fat as me. <laughs> he had gastric bypass. Our our last statement here. Factor fiction at a three hundred and fifty dollar price point, the Nvidia Project Shield will flop. Do you guys know what that is? Nope. No. I actually don't. So, uh, fiction, because <laughs> no one knows what the hell it is. And they're not going to pay 350 bucks for it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> How about yourself, Leo? I agree with Greg. I, I admire, have no idea. I admire your solidarity. And and then to, uh, to award your solidarity, I give you one point to split. <laughs> oh, yes. we took the lead. Two and a half. <laughs> How about yourself, Kevin? Do you know? I'm pretty sure you know Project Shield. Not really. No. Okay. <laughs> Damn, I picked a bad one. Project Shield is a uh, Nvidia's current project to make a gaming platform, basically this oh, Android based. Yeah, it has the, the, the flip Shield. up LCD on top of it. it yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty I, sure I know his answer based off the reaction right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you tend to repress the things that you think aren't good. 
<laughs> and yeah, I don't think it's gonna do very well. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. At three hundred fifty dollars, there's no way you're getting. No, <laughs> no. So, because we know barely anything about it, that should be an indicator that nobody's gonna pay three hundred fifty dollars for it. Yep. So exactly. our, our winners for Factor Fiction is the combined Let Us Nerd team, Greg and Lee. Congratulations on your yes. internet fame acquired from all things good. Right. Thank I you. It, I can feel it now. The revenue dollars are rolling in. <laughs> you guys make money off of this? No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. If only we could. Yeah. Uh, as we wrap up the show, we've got a little bit of time left. Uh, Anthony had a comment in the chat room going back to No Ordinary Family. He said, poor Julie Benz, they won't let her stay on a badass fanboy show. Either the show gets cancelled or her character gets killed. <laughs> But, uh, oh crap, brain fart. What's the name of that? Sh- uh, Defiance is really good on sci fi, and she's on there. And don't worry, it'll get canceled. Yeah, don't worry, sci fi will cancel. <laughs> uh, well, it did get renewed for season two, but I wouldn't put much faith in it past that because it's sci fi, they're fickle. Yeah. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> oh, man, only so many shark versus whatever ridiculous animal movies can they make. Oh, shark again or whatever? Shark again. <laughs> no. No, they're making they're making Sharknado now. Sharknado, Ooh. which is, which oh, is it like Mega Croc versus Sharktopus or something. Yes. Sharktopus, I like this. <laughs> we need to get this movie made like yeah. right now. I saw a, a poster online just maybe last night that they're making one called Sharknado, which is um, about a giant hurricane that comes through and, and sweeps through a flooded part of I think California. And the hurricane picks up sharks and takes them to the desert. So now there are sharks in the water, on the land, and in the air. So what you're saying is it's going to be yeah. the greatest movie ever. Almost as good as Snakes on a Plane. Theoretically. Oh. On paper, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. But looking at the time, it's about time for us to start wrapping up, guys. We'll do that in our typical way with our bit of what I'm into. And for those that might not be familiar with that, this is basically our chance to tell you what comics we've been reading, TV shows we've been watching, what nerdy thing we've been doing to try and convince other people to do the same thing. Basically, just share what you're nerding out over at the moment. And I'll start us off. For me, it's been the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. trailer, because, my God, that's awesome. I've also been catching up on a ton of comic books. I've been reading a bunch of the Star Trek ongoing, get caught up, and I'm behind on Fanboys vs. Zombies, so I'm catching up on that, because they put them on sale on Comixology, and I'm weak. I'm weak-willed, and I buy things. And, let's see, what's the other stuff? I've been, I bought a whole bunch of trade paperbacks, Batman stuff I need to read, that my girlfriend wants to read too, which will be awesome. So, that's what I've been into. Let's go next. Kevin, how about yourself? What have you been into? What are you getting into? Monster Hunter. Hundreds of hours of Monster Hunter. Um, I, I've been uh, su- pretty successfully doing a uh, Twitch TV stream lately. Uh, I, I was streaming before Monster Hunter. Plug it! Like, plug Legends. it! Plug it! <laughs> Look at my Twitter handle. It says Norumu. Find that on Twitch. <laughs> Find that on everywhere. It's me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was streaming other stuff before Monster Hunter, and it, you know, it. And it was I had like maybe five people watching at a time, if that. Woo! And then I started doing Monster Hunter, and now I'm up to like an average of like twenty something viewers. That's awesome. Um, some some days and nights it'll spike to like seventy. 
Um, I've got like a almost 200 followers on the channel now. Like it's it's outstanding, which is weird because Monster Hunter's not popular. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a small a fan base that's dedicated, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And uh, no, but that's been a lot of fun. So I've been doing a lot of that. Also, uh, to uh, to update who anyone who's ever seen me in the previous pre- seen or heard me in previous of these podcasts, I have a job now that I care about. Ooh, um, I got a, I got an offer on Thursday from Cooler Master USA, and I'm going to be moving out to California on June 3rd. Wow! And I'm going to live there for three months in training before I come back home and work for Cooler Master USA. Awesome. So we don't have to put hire Kevin at the end of all of our show notes. <laughs> exactly. <when you're> all... <laughs> exactly. I'm hired, guys. I'm good. We're all set. <laughs> we actually did do that, though. <laughs> We're here to help at all things good and nerdy. We help you find jobs and internet fame, and we spread the... I don't know. I'm full of shit. Don't mind me. <laughs> well, Greg, Leroy, yeah. what have you guys been getting into? What are you guys getting into? All right. Um, it's the strangest thing because I found an old little Pac-Man plug-and-play yes. TV thing last night, and I played it for honestly like two hours for just no reason. Um, I applaud I to, this. Yeah, I used to be a big Pac-Man fan, and I just hadn't played it in years. It's the one with the little, just the button and the joystick, and that's, of course, that's all you need. You don't, oh, you don't even need the button. Um, but for some reason, Pac-Man a lot recently, um, and... Always, always swamp thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many people out there actually read the current run of, of Swamp Thing at, at DC Comics. It's really good. Um, Scott Snyder just left, and Charles Soule took over um, two issues ago. See, so you said the magic words being Scott Snyder. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. He was on from zero to eighteen. So there's a big, quite a big chunk. They did the whole Rock World thing, and a lot of kind of retold the. Retold the origin of Alec Holland, but kind of flipped it on its ear a little bit for the new 52. Um, and of course, I get those and read those as soon as possible, and then trying to get as many of the old Swamp Things as possible to, to just read every bit ever, not just the, the Alan Moore stuff and the and Scott Snyder stuff, just every every Swamp Thing ever. Nice. That's my goal. So. How about yourself, Leroy? What have you been getting into? What are you getting into? Um, well, I agree with you, Chris. Uh, I've been that Asianist of S.H.I.E.L.D. promo. Oh, dangerous. Love it. <laughs> it um, been doing that. Um, I've been watching... Dude, what just did a season finale? Arrow. I've been in Arrow. Oh, yeah. It's I forgot about Arrow. I just, watched, I just started watching all of that. Isn't it's it awesome. so good? <laughs> I love it. it. It's gotten so much better from the first episodes. I was like, I'm not on this from the first episodes. When it came back from that little, you know, mid-season break or whatever, I was like, okay, they're kicking it up now. Yeah. Um, so I've been digging on that. Um, well, and not to go spoilery real quick, but does it not feel like they're they're cripping from No Man's Land at the end from Batman? Yeah. 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 It's I'm, awesome. I'm, I've been waiting for Nightwing to show up because they keep talking about, like, Blue Daven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They keep talking about that all the time. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Season. It just came oh, to no. my thought. Um, <laughs> So I've been digging on that. Uh, of course, Doctor Who. Uh, I still haven't seen the finale yet. Um, and I've been, for comic book wise, I've been I've been liking Jeff Loeb's Nova. Um, you know, it's pretty it's pretty cool. I'm you know I've been subscribing to that one. And uh, Nightwing and Batman and Age of Ultron. Yeah, it's been my big four. Age of Ultron's gotten much better than when it first started. I was going, what mm. the hell? Yeah, it's it's starting to get pretty cool. So I. I've been digging on that one too. So. That's about all. And that and let us know.com. 
There you go. <laughs> Look away, guys. Yeah. But I think that's going to wrap us up this week. A big thanks to Kevin, to Greg, and Leroy for joining me today. Thanks Thank you. Because all my other hosts aren't here, so I'm holding down the fort. <laughs> Happy to help. Uh, don't forget, guys, you can check out the podcast at atgnpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter with the same name, atgnpodcast, and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy. That's before we had our naming convention. If you have a question, comment, concern, thought about the show, or you just want to make fun of us, you can call us on the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. Leave us your voicemail, and feel free to say whatever you want, and we'll probably play it on the show. No, we'll play it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that about wraps us up this week. Big thanks again to our guest host, Kevin. You can find his stuff at twitch.tv. Twitch.tv slash Narumu. Narumu. I almost messed it up. And a big thanks to Greg and Leroy. You can find them at lettusnerd.com as well as their podcast, Let Us Podcast, off of there. Go check it out. Go check out all these things because our guest hosts are awesome that come on here. So, big thanks again, guys. I think that's going to wrap us up for the week. And oh, also thanks to everyone who tuned in live. Anthony, I mean you. (laughs) Thanks, Anthony. (laughs) He did. And Anthony did say congrats, Kevin, on the job. I forgot to say that. He was in the chat room. Yeah, I'm not barely paying attention to the chat room. I am too. Sorry, guys. (laughs) But that's going to wrap us up for this week. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week when we go into spoilers on Star Trek Into Darkness. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. If you want to know the -the up-to-the-minute happenings of the show, feel free to follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. The show can be found on Twitter at ATGNPodcast or on Facebook.com slash AllThingsGoodAndNerdy. If you have any comments or feedback, you can leave them either on Facebook or on Twitter, or you can hit us up at our voicemail number. Just call 304-806-ATGN, and we'll get your message, and we'll try and put it on the next show. Don't forget, the show streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We post the link on Twitter and on Facebook, so you can watch us and chat with us while we discuss the happenings of the week. If you can't catch the show live on YouTube, feel free to check us out on the audio version find us on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Just search for All Things Good and Nerdy and download the show. But if you don't want to use any of those services, just go to atgnpodcast.com and you can download the podcast directly from our website. That wraps up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.